Okay, bye. I love how every time, every time you tell her that she's on the podcast to make her really uncomfortable, she actually isn't. <laughs> the invincible podcast probably the best superhero podcast in the universe this is a show where friends get to sit around and talk all things invincible a comic book by robert kirkman Corey walker and ryan otley on today's episode we're gonna be talking all about capes incorporated uh this is what robert kirkman referred to as his first completed series uh joining me as always is tj hello bill oh it's bill and i'm ryan yeah uh, how are you Bill. guys doing? What? Yeah. What kind of grown man tickles another man? Uh, a very confident, uh, grown man that is, you know, doesn't care, doesn't care about titles or anything like that, you know? A lot of people like him, find him attractive, so that kind of grown... Why? Why do you ask? I don't know, I just noticed that you're that kind of man, mm. only without the attractiveness. Anyway, so, uh, how are you guys doing? I'm doing great. It's finally nice outside here in Buffalo. It's so nice, finally. Yeah, it's got a thunderstorm tomorrow. Is so, it supposed to thunderstorm? Yeah, I've been doing a lot of out, outdoor stuff with the kids. And TJ, how have you been? Oh, you know, I'm doing all right. Mm-hmm. It is nice outside. It is, indeed. Uh, it's 81 degrees outside, and, and TJ is wearing a hoodie. Yeah. yeah. And jeans. And jeans. I'm always cold. Okay. I'm very comfortable. <laughs> I, uh, Bill, uh, I want to talk about Avengers. We're going to save it for the end of the episode like we you usually do. You want to talk about it with me, Ryan? No, no, I'm just saying. Oh. Bill was the last person talking. I cut him off. Hmm. By saying Bill, and then I kind of went back into it by saying, I want to talk about Avengers. Mm. Uh, I uh, I want to save it towards the end of the episode like we usually do. Uh, I have a feeling our Capes discussion won't be super long, but when we're done with that, I want to talk about whatever else we've been watching, playing, reading, and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Avengers being one of those things. And we've also played God of War. Oh my God. Bill, have you? how many times have you seen Avengers? You've only seen it the one time? One time. TJ. But I want to see it a second time. This is the first Marvel movie in a while that I actually want to go back and see again. Not we, because I was like, oh my God, but because yeah. I feel like there's stuff that I missed. You and I talked briefly about it. TJ, you and I talked more about it, but I want to I want to talk a little bit more later. Did you guys only also just the I one saw time three have times. seen it? What? Yeah. TJ? Once. Once. Probably because you were too busy going through puberty, right? It's, growth spurts. It's time consuming. <laughs> it takes a lot of time. Um, a little bit of housekeeping before we get into the episode. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, leave us an iTunes review. That always helps people find the show. You can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. For some reason, I forgot about that. That it was I got, Gmail? That it was Gmail. I don't know why. My personal account is Yahoo. Mine too. But Yahoo? Why Yahoo. did we choose Gmail? I don't know. Because... The Invincible Podcast is Gmail. Probably. The Oblivion Song Podcast is also Gmail. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's weird. Speaking you of think other so? Gmail. I feel like Gmail is the is kind of like the standard right now. You think now. so? I yeah. feel like it's Yahoo It's the new, is. it's it's I not Yahoo the was. new, but it's it's mm-hmm. what Yahoo, Yahoo, in my opinion, is like fucking MySpace. You know what no you can do uses, to settle No one this, uses MySpace. No can one ever does. email us with your thoughts on the show and uh, things that you want us to do, and then we can look at who you have, and then we can discuss that. I yeah. What a doozy. What uh, an episode that would be, T- right? <laughs> TJ, you mentioned the Oblivion song. We uh, A new episode of the Oblivion song just came out today as of this recording, and a new episode of the podcast will be out this Friday. So if you're hearing this episode, 
you'll be able to hear the latest episode of the Oblivion Song Podcast. And we haven't even heard it yet, because we haven't even recorded it yet. Exactly. Let's right. time travel. Whoa, that's wicked time travel right there. Do you think it's going to be a good episode? I do. Yeah? Did I you guys like read the new I, issue? I read it. I feel like it's going to be you a good it. episode. I feel like the second issue... Well, I think there was... Well, no, that's not... Okay. Yeah, we're not going to get into well, it here. Because we haven't even Listen, discussed it yet. We don't yeah. We don't talk to each other about stuff anymore until we're on really the podcast. We don't really like to talk to each other in general. Pure, yeah, no, period. This is the first time yeah. I've talked to you guys in two weeks. So... That's not true. He was joking, was and joking. you ruined the joke. <laughs> now people don't know if we're sincere anymore. Uh, you are sincerely going through puberty, though. How's that going? I see you have a little bit of facial hair. Good for you. I like... It's, uh, you know, keeping up with it. Yeah, all right. Coming along. It's keeping up with me. Uh... Next episode of this podcast, though, is going to be out in two weeks, and we're going to be doing another Super Fight episode. The first one was a ton of fun, and we wanted to get back back to it and do another, so it'll be Super Fight Round 2. If uh, you have any suggestions, if there are any characters that you want to make sure we include, if there are any locations or any attributes or any kind of modifiers you'd want us to make sure we include in our Super Fight deck for Invincible-related uh, fights... We'd love to hear it. If we, I mean, if we want it to be like really challenging, we should throw some capes characters. We'll throw some in capes characters. Well, now we, the last one we did was before we read Invincible Universe and Guarding the Globe, so we'll be able to put some of them in there. Like mm-hmm. we could put a bunch, of, bunch more in there, and I don't know. I'm excited for it. The last episode was a lot of fun. Um, couple news items. There was a Comicsology sale. I don't know if it's going to still be going on. At, if you hear this. That was pretty cool. It was oh, uh, it's all the tie-ins for five. Was it everything well, no, it for was, five dollars? No, it was all the um, all invincible issues one dollar. Trade paperbacks five dollars digit like digitally. What? And then yeah, a dollar an issue for um, trade the, paperback. Every trade paperback of Invincible was five dollars. No, no, each digitally. Digitally. Each yeah, one. I know. Yeah. So so one two three four five ten fifteen twenty twenty five. Each one is five dollars a piece. That's crazy. Yeah. And then uh, all the Invincible prevents, Presents issues. That's what I was talking about. The Invincible Presents Adam Eve, Adam Eve and Rexplode. Uh, those ones were a buck each. So you would get that whole series for five bucks, which there are a lot of a Invincible. A dollar for a trade? No, that one would be five. A dollar each issue oh, okay. of those. Yeah. All right. So uh, a lot of Invincible fans hadn't read those. And those are huge. Like... We didn't really talk about that much. We talked, TJ, you and I talked about it a little bit in like our third ever episode, you know, talking about his past and everything. But those issues are really good and they have a lot to do with the, Mm -hmm. you know, the core of who those characters are. Adam Eve, like her powers and like like the limits of her powers. It explains her limitations and why she can't do certain things, which is. Yeah. So I highly recommend those. Uh, Otley tweeted out a picture of the Ultimate Collection Volume 12. I'm very excited about. Those have always been my form of collecting. That will be coming out. I believe it's May 22nd. So hopefully we'll have that before next episode. What's the up? compendium? No, the hardcover. The last hardcover. Oh, um, okay. I was going to say the compendium is July. Yeah. I have an off-topic, not really off-topic question in sure. regards to Eve's powers. Now sure. that I'm thinking Go about for it. it. So, spoiler alert, Eve can't die. Mm-hmm. She just gets close to dying of old age and then reboots at as like 27-year-old Eve. Why doesn't she reboot at baby Eve or teenager Eve when she got her powers? What what makes it that it's that age that she reverts back to? I don't know. I suppose it's whatever she wants. But does she have will? Because she didn't even know that she was doing it. She was just like, oh, I guess I can't die. And then she was just that age again. I'm sure it's subconscious, you know? Mm. I mean, she willingly made her breasts bigger at one point. 
That's true. She I guess. she willingly made Mark and her and Tara stronger. stronger. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a point in her brain that is still aware. I don't know. That's I'm, my my mind just went yeah. there really quick. I, I'm sorry. Interesting though. Yeah. What if she like made her leg like a baby leg? Well, did she? Do you think she repaired That'd be really her? Really cool. Did she repair her leg after? Yeah. Um, I feel like that was a thing. After Thrag. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that was... I think she, no she did. She no longer had a robot leg. I wonder if we talked about that. Did we talk about it back then? After Thrag? Remember when... After th- they died. Yeah, after they she died. she brought them all oh. back. Oh. Hmm. Remember when Oliver died and she brought them all back? Because she had that leg chopped off mm-hmm. by Ursul. I have a feeling she grew, regrew her leg. Hmm. I wonder she, if we caught that. She did. She wouldn't have put a robot leg back then. No, exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Might have to go back and listen to that episode where we talk about it just to see if we even caught that. I don't think we talked about it. I don't know if we did. I feel like I would remember. All right. uh, I threw this in here, TJ, just because I didn't talk to you about it. But uh, you posted a picture on your Twitter account, TJ, of a new Omni Man sketch that you got, which was awesome looking. Mm. Yeah. That was Um, pretty cool. How'd that come about? I just wanted a new commission. And I I always see, uh, I forget his name, but I know him by his Twitter handle, which is CreaseArt, C R E E E Art, A R T. Um, he did a, I, I actually bought a Batman off of him that he was uh, selling on Instagram. Um, and I wanted an, an invincible mm-hmm. one to go for my invincible collection. So I didn't have very many Omni men, yeah. Omni man co- commissions. So I reached out to him and he did no, it. No, it's me. awesome. I really mm. like it. It was really cool. I saw that too. Hmm. Did you see it, Bill? I did. Glad. I'm glad you, you saw it. Did I you mean, enjoy it? It was just in passing. Like I just scrolled through really quick. Hmm. Uh, another thing I want to talk about. Ryan Otley, formal, or formally. Formal. Formal. Former. Former, thank you, TJ, invincible artist. Uh, His first non, uh, what, independent, I guess you would say, comic came out Hmm. in the form of the uh, Amazing Spider-Man free comic book day issue. Uh, What did you guys think of this? Soon to be Amazing Spider-Man number one, out out in July. Uh, Is it July? Not June? No, it's July. Really? We gotta wait two more months? Yeah. So they're just re-releasing this this comic again as issue one? No. Uh, they're releasing... I think this is standalone. I don't think this is so gonna this be... Is issue zero I thought it was issue... I thought it was the first half of the first issue. Interesting. It's I'm not sure. Short. Could be wrong. I could have sworn it was, though. Anyways. um, I, like, reading it, or looking at it more for the images, it was, a, it was weird. It was like... It was like kind of jarring. It was like, it was, yeah, it was like, <laughs> yeah, it was, I felt like I was reading. I had to keep, like, reminding myself I was reading Spider-Man. Exactly. That's how yeah. I felt, too. I didn't feel that way. No? I was, looking at Ali's art, I was expecting, like, Kirkman-y writing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it didn't feel that way, so it felt very bizarre. I felt how like bizarre, the writing... How bizarre, do you ask? How bizarre? How bizarre. TJ? I felt like the writing was okay. Yeah. I mean, we we didn't we didn't jump on it to to be I, like oh this but I guess this is the writer that did the Captain America the Hydra thing right yeah he's done a lot of stuff though I mean he's pretty big in mm-hmm. the Marvel universe uh, I liked Otley's interpretation of the characters I've always liked them ever since we saw that first mm-hmm. original photos for it um, I it just still feel is like a little being the artist of Spider Man. Like, he always talks about how he loves it, and it's like a dream come true. The first thing, like, what got him into it was Spider-Man and things like that. But I feel like it's got to be a bitch to draw. The webbing yeah. <laughs> and, like, all the, like, his suit with all the, like, lines. I feel like, it's, like, look at his hands. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's got to – and the webbing, yeah. oh, it's got to be – Yeah. It's got to be a bitch. <clears throat> I thought that it was interesting seeing Otley draw a character with such limitations – compared to Invincible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like him like just jumping over something and something like, we're so used to just Mark flying through things and throwing like the hardest punch you've ever seen in your whole life. Yeah. You know? I was a little, um, I'm still a little, I don't know what the word is, but I don't know why Electro or Electra is, is now Electra. I don't know who she is. I don't know her story. Yeah, I don't know who a, Big Wheel is. It made a joke like, unless you've been living under a rock, King yeah. Kingpin so, is now. I thought they did an okay job. Figure, mayor or like, governor, or mayor, or whatever. Yeah. Well, what about that? His roommate, his his friend Robbie, the son of Robbie Robertson, the which is his now his boss. boss. Yeah. So it's not James Jameson. It's Robbie. It's Robert Randy Robertson, son of, son of Robbie Robertson, my boss at the Daily Bugle. Yeah. That can't be just oh they hired somebody with RR instead of JJ. It has to be some sort of reboot that happened, maybe? Well, I don't think it's a reboot because he even makes mention that um, Robbie is his second roommate. So I think that they're drawing attention to who I'm assuming is probably Norman, not or Norman Osborne. Um, the third roommate is Boomerang, you... Yeah, Did the you, third. Oh, he, yeah, we find out that the third roommate, roommate is actually Boomerang at the end. Oh, yeah, no, so he, to be continued. He talks, in he talks about... That it was his that Robbie is his second roommate. Oh really? Maybe like yeah. Maybe he had yeah in the past they, he had a roommate were, before. Yeah. yeah. I oh, think I see they what were you're saying. Yeah. Referring to someone that he used to live with. I'm I'm assuming is not Norman. What's Norman's Harry? son? Harry. Thank you, Norman. Yeah. It has nothing to do with JJ. What? And that has nothing to do with JJ and and this new Robert Robertson or whatever. Yes, it does. It, I'm saying. It's making mention of things that happened in the past, just like you're saying James J- Jameson, as you call him, or what the rest of the world calls him, J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, <laughs> something happened, and we don't know what it is because we didn't hmm. read Marvel before it. Yeah, I didn't feel too lost when reading it because they did kind of make the jokes about who these characters are and mm-hmm. what's going on, like with Fisk. Fisk is the mayor, right? So, I don't know. It should be interesting. But I'm excited Man, to pick it up. Nobody Wilson. Ju- July. Did um. Oh no, we'll talk about other comic stuff at the end. Uh, all right. So capes. I think I'm ready to get into this. Is this it? Yeah, that's it for news. So the main discussion: Capes Incorporated. Capes was written by Robert Kirkman, mm-hmm. and it's drawn by Mark Englert. Who also did the penciling, inking, and and the coloring. Yeah. So he did everything. Uh, ironically, for the first three issues of this, Russ Wooten Kirkman did the freaking letters of letter. yeah, yeah. But for the first three issues, Kirkman actually was doing the lettering. Really. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. He lettered all the comics back in, in the early days when he was getting started, and then it switched over to Russ Wooten. Of course, we know Russ very well. He's done just about everything. Uh. This was originally a three-issue miniseries. It ran from September, October, and November in 2003. And that was around when issue six of Invincible came out. Mm-hmm. And he just launched Walking Dead. Same, yes. The same month that he was working on, I think, when he released this, he was also releasing The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. I thought Which it was is a little weird. When you think about why? It. To think that this was the same time as Walking Dead. Yes. Because it feels old. Yes. I thought it was interesting that like he had this idea for a while. It was originally a wrestling comic, right? 
like it was all about pro wrestlers because wrestlers were yeah. big in those days and so it was called between the ropes and he took a lot of the character designs that he had come up with for that wrestling comic and turned and it he drew them oh like, yeah he, yeah he came up with like all these ridiculous costumes and that's why like if you uh, hopefully if you're listening to this this episode you've at least read it and if you haven't stop read it doesn't take that long it's not great but you know for yeah. the sake of reading it read it but um the, yeah the characters there's a guy in a monkey suit yeah which is you know just I mean? uh, they, uh, i read was just a store-bought halloween costume and his name's like the gorilla or something oh. like that like all the characters yeah. are, i think are hilarious it's and yeah and it seems like very 90s wrestling all the characters yeah. are so it kind of makes sense mm-hmm. uh captain capitalism and everything uh so here's a quote uh find something you enjoy do and do- i'm gonna try that again Find something you enjoy doing and then figure out a way to make money doing it. When Bruce Bolt first heard those words, he took them to heart and set out to do just that. He's now teamed up with a group of like-minded individuals. What would you do if you woke up tomorrow with amazing and fantastic powers far beyond what a mere mortal could do? I'd become a star football player, a famous boxer, or the world's fastest pizza delivery guy. I know this much for sure. There's no way I would waste my time saving lives, helping people, and devoting all my time to the well-being of others unless there was something in it for me, and neither would these guys. So this whole comic is, it's about uh, basically the police, the superhero police or day work or day job. It's like the blue collar superheroes of the Invincible Universe. Which I thought was interesting. I don't think that this could work in the Invincible Universe because there's the guardians of the fucking globe that do this shit for free. So who like, well, they're funded by the government. Yeah, but why? The Guardians are funded by the government, aren't they? But they're not paid. Well, they're not paid. And they're not funded by the government. They, they fund Cecil. Cecil like, is, yeah. We, it, we've never really gotten into Invincible that in Invincible. Invincible starts his own thing when Eve gets the cell phone thing, yeah. which is kind of like Capes. But, but doesn't Cecil take care of his mom and all? You know what I mean? Like, he makes sure that I mean, he I works fine. And then when, so. he, takes, he, does that for when he takes the earpiece, Guardian? he's essentially working. Mm-hmm. I think that Cecil covers them all. Like, th- he has to have money. We don't see Mark get a job, right? So I think Cecil gives them money. The government pays them, I would think. And this is like, that's like your professional. That's a government job. And these guys are guys so that having, aren't good enough. having read Capes, do you think that Omni-Man was coming in, clocking in every day, had breaks, went on for disability? The no, not right. for a government job. But if he worked at Capes, he would. Yeah, right. But yeah. I don't think that that was the case for Guardians. Really? No. How do you think they made money then? You think that so you do think that Nolan Omni-Man's coming in, clocking Nolan, in. Nolan wasn't a writer. He was a novelist. He sold books. Yeah, that was his. That job. was kind of his alter ego, though, early yeah, on. Yeah, but I mean, that's how he made money. Yeah, that's true. No, you're right. Like it always felt like all of these other heroes exist in the world to do greater good. They don't care about a paycheck, right? So they right. just do it, but they also work ask, day jobs. These people get paid, but then like, what is the difference between yeah. in your mind? What's the difference between Bolt and Omni-Man? When, when it comes to their day-to-day. Why is Omni-Man getting paid and Capes is getting paid, but Capes is expected to show up to work, clock in, have hours, he's got I think a normal that, job, lifestyle. I think that Bolt in Capes actually punches in and gets a paycheck and is expected to be to like go on patrol. He's a police officer. Whereas I think Omni-Man is a salaried FBI agent who gets sent on major missions or he's like SWAT team or something like us. He's in the military. He gets paid from the government and he goes on military that missions. That I guess makes sense. That's yeah. what I think Because I mean, Bolt was even like, oh, it seems like a job for the night shift. Yeah, exactly. He didn't even care. Like, like he didn't they don't even care. care. No, they, they do it as a job. They're police officers, right. essentially. Right. 
I agree, but I don't think that they get paid. I think I think which the, ones? I think the Guardians. Omni Man, the Guardians. I think the Guardians are just like the Teen Team, like they're like the Teen Team. Obviously, wasn't funded even by yeah. Cecil. Yeah. But I think that this is that the Guardians formed a formed a team initially, uh, and Cecil took notice and wanted to fund them to help them. Right. Do- doesn't pay them personally. Right. Um, and then they kind of joined forces together with it's, Cecil's it's government of, money and their actual... It, I have a really good example. It's kind of like this, okay? Peter Parker has a day job that pays rent. Yeah. These guys, their day job is, is being a superhero. Mm-hmm. Peter Parker puts on the costume after he's done working and goes and fucking patrols and stops bad guys. Yeah. These guys, when they go home, they're done. They're yeah. not... They don't do anything. Is yeah. Tony Stark paying... Tom Holland Spider Man, no, but I mean it's kind of similar like that. He could. I don't. I don't think he could be. I don't think Omni Man is, is like Spider Man though. He doesn't do it on the side while he's attending school. Like I think of Omni Man as being the the SWAT agent. You know what I mean, or something like that. Like it's James Bond is another example. Like would does does James Bond receive funding? How does he like? What's his job? Who pays him? How does he like afford things? I I understand the concept of of a of a special agent. Uh-huh. I just don't think that that's James I, Bond I think, gets paid. Exactly. That's what they I mean. Even, they I think even of, talked I think about of the his, Guardians of the Globe as he, kind of a James Bond. They even talked about situation. how Nolan was living off of his novel money. Yeah. No, I get that. But then it just comes. It's just weird when it comes to all the other ones. What about all the other but Guardians? Then Brick gets paid a shit ton of money just to be Brit. Like he doesn't have yeah. another job. Well, he owned a strip club. Yeah. In the beginning. That's true. We are going down a hole. We that are I going don't down think, a hole. I don't it's think not, it's not important. Yeah. Uh, so I want to talk about the first three issues first. The first three issues came out as I a. I to talk about the last three issues first. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm kidding, and you ruined so it. The first three issues, like I said, came out around issue six of Invincible. Uh, they were one story. They he released them as a mini series. He he left breadcrumbs and left things open for you know other things but uh he considers that a complete story that they went on to you know wrap up in the pages of invincible we're gonna get to those in a minute the first three issues uh what do you guys think page one it shows kid omni-man that's fighting the cover. titan that's the cover is it the cover yeah no. so he actually kirk and he says fought. a little help please and bolt is sitting on a bench and bolt says no can do, pal. I've got 10 minutes left on my break. Right here was when I thought, this isn't going to be very good. That mm-hmm. was right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it, re- it, it really plays into the whole shtick yeah. of these are paid. It's corny. Yeah. It's corny. Yeah. I mean, it is very, it feels a little, not, Space not to say amateur, but it's a little, yeah, it's a little tropian. It's made for children. Um, What's interesting, though, is that the tone of this is, I understand what Kirkman was trying to do, mm-hmm. but Invincible was issue six. Yeah. And way different from this, like, you know, and, and almost yeah. a skill level. Yeah, this, like, and and it's not just that we're, we're not just talking about the art. I mean, just the, even the writing just feels like, it feels like he wrote this, like, several years before Invincible. Yeah. And which is, I, I bet he did because there's no like mention of, there's no reference until the end of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I bet he wrote the first couple issues of this years before Invincible came out. He even, he even said that he, 
had tons of different ideas that he was pitching and pitching and pitching mm-hmm. and finally got Invincible off the ground. Um, I bet this was an old one, and then he just decided to publish it and then finished it. Yeah. Uh, so the, well, the cover of the first issue, I liked how Titan was on the cover. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a, that was very, cool. a very early villain. But, it, I mean, very interesting, like, the, the intro of this volume... That's all three of them. It has Kirkman talking about it and what what a huge failure it was and how <laughs> yeah. it tanked yeah. and how it was supposed to be an ongoing comic. But then they were like, no, 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 it's got really? to end. And he said that he thinks that a reason for the failure was because of the covers. Yeah. He said that they were very corny, that there mm-hmm. was text bubbles on them like this. Yeah, that they don't um, do that. I, I think he was going for that, you know, I don't know the era, but that, you know, mm-hmm. old timey comic appeal to it and it just didn't it didn't hit yeah but i mean this the second cover is no stop hitting him his shift is over and it's kid thor talking Mm -hmm. about um bolt and it's a shame because i think that there is something good buried in this like Mm -hmm. there has there's some good moments in it and especially when it get when we get to the finale but um i don't know it was all right i mean it follows bolt uh barry bolt i think is his first name is his first name barry wasn't barry Something like that. Anyways, um, there's a lot of um, nods to like characters in the Marvel and DC universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, obviously he had the, a lot of fun with the uh, character costumes and designing the characters that are around him. Professor X, uh, Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Spider-Man knockoff. In oh there. yeah, there's a Spider-Man that like it's he like rides. blatantly Spider-Man. Yeah, there's Blade. Blade is Blade it? Is it Blade too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Captain Cosmic or whatever, he's obviously Superman. Superman, from, he's even got the curl. From the 80s. Yep. Like, with the weird, oh no, the 90s. After the death of Superman. Yep. Uh, yeah. What was with the Alley G? I don't know. And he just appears randomly, he's like their PR person, and it was like, that's it. I thought it was good, I mean, it's clearly Alley G. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a couple other references in the first issue to Invincible, other than Titan being on the cover, we've got... Uh, Bolt mentions that he wanted to be called Black Samson, but the name was already taken. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that he mentions that all all black, black superheroes. superheroes have lightning in their name somehow. Or black. Or black, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the We've got Titan fighting Machine Head. So early signs of their rivalry mm-hmm. was shown in this issue. Uh, there's a flashback to a scene uh, where they talk about Chronodial, which is this big you know egyptian crocodile egyptian crocodile goes through time yeah that it's like a time traveling egyptian crocodile it's a cool looking character uh but it's this big uh it's like the their original uh failure essentially a lot of heroes Mm -hmm. die that day and whatnot but when you look at that picture uh omni-man was there fighting in viltramite in his viltramite clothes in viltramite clothes yeah and uh that's how capes incorporated was made was was that there's an attack that that happened and showed yeah. that there was a need for heroes mm-hmm. and then um what's his name big head or big brain big brain big head this guy who apparently is losing his powers used to have psychic abilities now doesn't and he runs he runs the company yeah yep and there's is, a ton of stuff that's like like we've talked about already like oh you're gonna be late for your meeting i'm gonna need a uh, time and a half for this or i'm gonna need back pay for this mm-hmm. or 
you know, talking about shifts and going to meetings and like they, it's very, very clear that this is a workplace. This is a workplace. That's you got a lot the water, of it. water cooler moments. That's what, a, yeah. That's, oh. that's what a lot of it is. It's, it's like, Hey guys, here's this joke. I'm going to yeah. hit you over the head with it yeah. a million times. Yeah, It's very obviously that's what they were going for. Mm-hmm. What Kirkman was going for. Uh, in the first issue, we've got a, a, a jailbreak from stronghold penitentiary, um, which we know is in universe. But yeah, other than that, uh, we get introduced to Kid Thor in the first issue. He's the new guy. So let's talk about his, his... personality in this is completely different than his personality. Yeah, in doesn't Guardian, he talk in Guardians? In Guardians doesn't he talk with like a like a Asgardian accent almost? Like he's not like Knockout actually makes fun of him for saying certain things a certain way. I don't remember that. I don't remember that no? either. Really? Because yeah. I kind of thought that he did. I don't remember that, I, but I remember somebody doing it, but I don't think it was Kid Thor. Okay. Anyways, uh, but yeah, so he's like the new guy, and so it's kind of following along with Bolt training him in a sense and like showing him the ropes, and he gets introduced to Knockout, and those are the two characters that we know more than anybody in this because they go on to be in the Guardians of the Globe and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's really the majority of the first issue. We don't need... You know, there's not much more to that that we need. The no. second issue, we we find out more history between the Meteor Twins and Big Brain. Find out about his home, uh, Bolt's home life. Yeah. Married and he's got uh, one kid? Two kids. Two kids? Two kids, a son mm-hmm. and a daughter. Um, That's right, yeah. The, uh, it's very, like, I feel like Bolt's day-to-day life reminds me very much of Mr. Incredible. Yeah, it does kind of have that feel to it. Yep. And there were some like funny things, like him getting his cape caught in the door. Yeah, that's kind of what reminded me. is just incredible. This is where Vault came from, who we've seen in several different yep. universe moments. But very small in this. You think he's like, smaller? Wasn't he? No, yeah. he's always the size of a human. Is he? Yeah. Oh, I remember, he was uh, remember in Wolfman when um, Mecha Maid reprogrammed him to walk himself to the to the oh, jail. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That was good. Yeah, but so knockout in this. One of one of the main things that you'll see that she has huge, huge breasts, mm-hmm. like huge, and you can see her and nipples through her she, shirt. Yeah, like the art is very like, what's the word? It's over Canty. the top. It's it's like it's very expressive of yes. anatomy. Yeah, uh, but not in a normal comic book way, like in a. No, it's more in a like Sunday comic kind of way. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say more of a typical comic book way. And, uh, but they play up with that. She mentions it because knockouts like, so, because they go on a date mm-hmm. and she's, she doesn't have chested. She's like, where are your boobs? Yeah. And so she's, she explains that, oh, and, and that's a poking fun at comic books in a sense that like, uh-huh. oh yeah, nobody wants heroines that are flat chested. She wears fake boobs. Yeah. Because and she gets for PR. Yeah. For PR. And she said that her, her salary has literally doubled since she started wearing them. Mm-hmm. So she wears them, but she doesn't have them when she joins the guardians. No. She's, yeah, she's, she's moved past it. It's, it's absurd in this. When I first absurd. read it, I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, because like, when you first read this, you know who Knockout is. So yeah. you're like, this is just, is, is yeah. the art really like... That different? Yeah. Um, oh, we also... Hold we, on. There's something that I want to bring oh, up. Okay. The, the fact that um, we saw this fight scene between uh, Doc Cancer and, you know, Vault. They end up getting into a fight orchestrated by Bolt. But anyways, Doc Cancer is a character who's... Uh, who his wife became immortal through science reason reasons or whatever and mm-hmm. dot cancer the immortal no no <laughs> but dot cancer couldn't take the fact that his wife was staying the same age and he was getting older and everybody thought that he she was his daughter and 
he so tried he, to yeah he tried to do the same thing to himself to gain immortality and he ended up turning into this hulking monster that comes back in invincible and we're going to talk on it later it does yep we'll come back to it oh interesting. i just wanted to bring that up but yeah at one point i think it was during the first issue uh uh commander capitalism was thrown through time because of something that happened during that original fight with chronodile and all throughout the first and second issue um clairvoyant clairvoyant is just hitting on people and taking them home as she does and having sex with them yeah so we first met her in um Garden guardians Club. in the s- invincible universe oh invincible universe that's yeah. right she yep. she comes into yeah yeah she's, she's part of the team she's the she's one part who was the, like the black ops team yeah, i was, thought that clairvoyant was in no. guarding she, no she was in no 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 no, uh, no, no she no. joins the team in invincible universe number six hmm. joins the team like as in like the black introduced? ops team yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i thought that she was introduced to us though in guarding Ooh, this is interesting okay mm-hmm. so issue three uh the cover is a big fight scene and it has Bolt knocked out and thinking disability here I come so once again yep, playing yep. on the whole they get paid tropes but in this issue you actually learn that Kid Thor and Knockout so, yes. are connected yeah and not only that their fates are connected yes and not only that but I believe one of you asked during their paths are connected yeah, well yeah but their fates are connected one of you asked during Guarding the Globe or Invincible Universe or whatever it was, uh, Thor's Kid Thor's history. And it's like, oh, so is he immortal? If he doesn't let go of it, then how does he get what happened to the previous Thor? Well, we learn such? we learn about his history in the first issue. Did this we? Yeah. We learn about, yeah. Okay, so you right. learn that that his great, 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 like one of his great ancestors was a blacksmith Who? that was renowned. And when Thor lost his original hammer, uh-huh. he, his ancestor was commissioned by odin to make it and it was blessed yeah but then thor found his hammer gave the hammer back to the guy who made it the blacksmith and it was since it was blessed it was like you know fucking magic and stuff mm-hmm. so it was handed down generation to generation father to son and well now it's Kid he thor does that say that his grandfather was the previous one because you had asked bill i think it was you that like so what happened to why doesn't his why does his father not still have it thor essentially man. like yeah like isn't it more, they man get Thor? No, Thorman. Is it Thorman? Yeah, he was like, wait, so did you know Thorman? He's like, yeah, that was my grandfather. Yes, that yeah. was the previous one, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the history is, Thorman was fighting. Uh, he was Ra- called the boxer. The boxer or something? Yeah. He he was a villain. Yeah. That had boxing he was, gloves. He was robbing a bank or something. Yeah. That when he wore both of them, it gave him strength and invulnerability. But one fell off. He wasn't a he wasn't bad guy. Not wait, yeah, dude, you didn't even. The boxer this, was. Yes, I did. He's a security guard at the bank. You no, idiot. Not He's yet. so stupid. Not and then he steals the gloves. Yeah, bum. So, so I Ryan, do my homework. Yeah, look so, at your face. So what we're talking about, Ryan, is that where the boxing gloves originally came from before her grandfather found them was it was they were on a villain called the boxer mm-hmm. who was robbing a bank. Yes, and the one boxing glove fell off. Thorman's hammer like annihilated him, mm-hmm. uh, and the security guard of the bank stole the gloves, and wore that, them, was a hero for a little bit, and, and then that was Knockout's grandfather. grandfather. Right. Did you guys catch this? Yeah, it looks like the I Dark take Knight. Take on Dark Knight. Returns. Oh yes. Yeah. Yep. I I don't think I caught that. Actually. There's a, there's a panel that it it looks like Dark Knight Returns where he's in that pose with the lightning bolt behind with him. The it's the same gloves. exact. It's the same exact thing. Um, so Knockout. Found them in found her. Found the gloves. 
yeah. when like, he was originally going to sell them, and she was like, no, I want to keep it. And she became Knockout, the superhero. Mm-hmm. So Thor Man, because of what he did, created Knockout. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Which That's is actually pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, the guy in the red, white, and blue costume starts dating Holly Winters, the immortal woman. Uh, what is what is the guy's name that was thrown through time? I think it was Cosmic something. Yes. Like Captain, I always Cosmic, get, Cosmic. Captain Cosmic. Captain Cosmic. And the other one is Commander Capitalism. I think right. that's what it is. Okay. I always get those two mixed up. And then there's so there's three people that have these red, white, and blue American yeah, flag yeah. costumes. And I think it's supposed to be kind of redundant. Yeah, like, I wow. think you're right. Yeah. I always thought that Super Patriot was in this. Oh, really? Yeah, Super Patriot's its own thing. Kind of like um, Savage Dragon, I think. Yeah. Or he, it was his own comic. Oh, this is something we should mention. So throughout the issues, there is a Nazi robot cyborg. He broke out of prison. Broke out of prison. Then, then he's just like sitting in a basement. In an, like an alleyway. And he's... He's just an inactive yeah. cyborg. And then sometimes he wakes up and And then walks. all of a sudden he d- just attacks the case. Out of nowhere for no reason. Headquarters. Apparently. Yeah. Well, And he kills a lot of people. That we know of at this point in the comic. He, he squeezes and s- just smashes Red Devil's head. He he cuts someone in half. He rips I think. he rips one of the um, oh, yeah. comet, the comet twins in half in half. Yeah, and kills one. Oh, so, so those so the twins they were the meteor they brothers. Were, yeah, the meteor brothers. They the meteor twins. Meteor they, twins. They yeah. were hit by a comic when they were about to fight a comet when yeah. they were about to like fight because they hated each or other. Or a meteor, you mean? Mm. And they got power from it when everyone else died, but they only have their powers when they're Together. no less. Or no more than thirty feet apart from one another. Yeah, which is kind of like their, uh, what I'm, what's what I'm looking for. It's like, Curse? yeah, kind of like the fact that they hate each other, but they're forced to be next to each other if at all times if they want. And, the and they were doing an interview with someone that said, "Well, why did you stay together?" And they're like, "Because we're we have fucking powers." And like, they're like, "Because we're more responsible than that. Of course, we're gonna use our powers right. for good." Right. So this Nazi robot thing tears one of them in half. So the one guy loses his powers. And they're like second in command to Big Brain, the right. Meteor Twins. Right. And this big fight ensues, and then it turns out that it was Big Brain. The, the whole time. The leader of Corpse Inco- or Capes Incorporated that found this thing during one of his missions, one of these... Because during, like, Nazi World War II. And the war. Yeah, in the past, when he was young. And he never had a reason to use it, but he's been lying, saying that the entire time his powers have been growing... Mm-hmm. And he's and, been controlling it with his telekinesis. Yeah, he's been controlling this thing, so it was actually him. So then he actually gets in the like a cyborg suit. Yeah. So I'll ask whichever one of you wants to answer. Why? What is his motivation for attacking his own company? I couldn't find a reason. Really? I thought that was awesome. So do you, do you remember TJ? I mean, he talked about how he wanted to get funding yeah he from the, used, from he the first the issue to get funding for, yeah um, from the first issue he's talking and doing an interview and uh he was talking actually to uh i think it was the meteor twins in the beginning saying that they've lost funding they don't need anything like that and it's like as much as i hate blah 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 chronodial attacking it gave us the funding we needed he's basically doing the thing where it's like he they required an, an immediate an, an attack something so big that it would force the government to give so them more money. So that's the reason why because even when he was talking to them he was like in time you'll in time know you why understand. I yeah. did this but he never talks about his reasoning why. He's that's creating, the reason why. He's creating yeah, a scenario. He does he does say that and he says it in the last issue he's too. He's creating a scenario in why in which he's showing them why 
court um capes is needed. Capes is needed is needed yes because he he capes is his life he wants it to continue so he lied about losing his powers in order to bring it back and cause such a massive attack and so much damage that it would force you know funding for them so this ends with with big brain jumping forward and saying you don't stand a chance and then you turn the page and it's a one month jump in time um oh you're talking about the the next issue so no well the last issue issue three ends with them kind of like going back to um back to work and everything's kind of back to normal but one of the meteor twins uh is now in charge tj you're missing issues in that Hmm? That's that's really weird are you? Oh, no, no, you're no, not. I'm not. Oh, yeah, so it is one month later. Sorry, TJ, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were looking at issue four. No. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, so he jumps forward and says you you wouldn't stand a chance, and then there's an explosion, and then literally it's just one month later. Mm-hmm. So we don't really see the end of that fight. Well, he, well the he, end of the fight is he, he incapacitates everybody. You see everyone where their heads are. <laughs> yeah. And like he, he stops everyone from... He's... He's... Professor X. Like, yeah. he's the most powerful human being in the world, and that's why... At the end of this, when he comes back, he's like, why are you pretending like you stand a chance? You know? Anyways. All right. Before we get to the... That was how it ended. It ended with one of the Meteor Twins Ed. taking his... Ed. taking his brother's ashes, putting them on the shelf. Oh, no. Marshall. Marshall. Ed was the one who died. Ed is the one who died. Yeah. Taking his brother's ashes, putting them on the shelf. And not that... brother. What? They're not brothers. The two meteor twins? They're I mean, not they're, brothers. they're called twins, but they're not brothers. They're not really. They, they hate each other. No, they were in the Marines like, together. They were rivals. I could have sworn they were actually brothers who no, just hated each other. They were Marines together. They were. They hated each other. They're, they're only twins fight. because they're both. Yeah. That's the, the name of their. That's yeah. actually really funny. <laughs> I thought they were actually twins. Don't no. they look alike? No. Are you sure? I their mean, costumes did. Everyone kind of looks alike, but no, they look completely different. All right. That's racist. Okay. Before Against superheroes. Yeah. Okay. Now, the final issue, that was the final issue. Then Kirkman brought it back um, as backups in Invincible. So Invincible 27, 28, 29, 30, and 31, and then 34 through 38, and then 40 and 41. All those had a few pages in the back of those issues of Invincible telling the story of how this wraps up in what we're going to start referring to as issue four of Capes, even though it's like the size of three issues. Before that happens... Appearances in Invincible include issue eight from Invincible, where uh, Ryan Otley's first. Yeah, you're right. It is Ryan Otley's first, where a few of the Capes uh, Capes members are oh, at yeah. the funeral for the yeah uh, for the guard Damian Darkblood for the Guardians of the Globe. Uh, and then issue nine, when after the Guardians of the Globe have died, they are recruiting new. Uh, from capes new uh are they at capes they were recruiting new guardians after they had died clairvoyance clairvoyance there in the background yep this is um uh this is when monster girl first gets introduced holy shit holy water yeah holy water's over there red blade. devil blade um speedball is the guy with the uh that shoots how do you like some balls in your how face? do you like some balls in your face yeah so red stupid. devil uh they're all there captain cosmic yeah all they're there, all there they're at capes um they're in several scenes Anyways, then issue 11. Uh, oh, fuck. The... Yeah, the actual issue 11 with the uh, uh, Omni-Man telling Mark the actual Chronodile. story of how he came to be, like how he ended up on Earth. He talks about how, oh, I soon found myself becoming a regular, uh, him helping out superheroes fight 
you know, and when he first met Debbie, it's showing the Chronodile fight That's scene. the same. The same exact. It's pretty, not the same panel. It's, it's, not, the same it's, panel. it's not right. It's, it's not the same. But, but the he interesting that, thing that scene on purpose. The, the interesting thing is the issue, the first issue of Capes, where that image is shown, was around issue six of Invincible. This is issue eleven of Invincible. So like Kirkman had all these threads that he knew mm-hmm. was tying together, and he kept them all together. So we read this long before we read long before we read Capes, long before we knew who Chronodile was. He was just a monster in the background. Mm-hmm. And he actually has... Do you think that anybody that read Invincible read Capes? I think the, some of the people that read Invincible at the very beginning definitely probably read. I'd say so. It they gave it a shot. seems weird. I think I feel like the majority of people... I mean, it goes without saying that the majority of people that have read Capes have read Invincible. So? But not the majority of people that have read Invincible not have the read other, Capes. Yes. Not the other yeah. way around. Yeah. All right. Uh, issue 16 of Invincible is during the alien invasion that was caused by, um, in Brit, uh, red, white, black, and this blue. This is the alternate reality. Nope, this is when they come back to their re- their reality. So the oh, ang- Angstrom okay. is gathering other Angstroms. They bring them back to their reality, and there's Capes the alien invasion there. going on. Yeah, Cap- I remember Capes was there when we were reading it in Brit. In Brit, yeah, they have, yeah, a, Capes, they have a scene yep. Yep, during that fight. Invincible 17 is Mark is on his way home, oh, and yeah. there's a fight scene going on that he stops to help. It is Bolt, Commander Capitalism, Kid Thor, fighting Doc Cancer, the guy that we were just talking about. Uh, he knocks out Bolt. Bolt's like, hey, hey, kid, how you doing? You know, basically, you know, Invincible asks, who is this guy? What's happening? He explains that he's a guy that has immortality and he wants to kill Commander Capitalism because he stole his wife and he's freaking out. And let's see, Mark, thro- yeah, Mark flies up into space, freezes him. And then he runs out of oxygen. And that's pretty much it. Uh, we see more Bolt talking about it. Uh, Kid Thor, I think, knocks knocks him out. Uh, Doc Cancer out. And then uh, we see Holly in Commander Capitalism. And he talks about how, uh, you know, oh, for a chick that's smoking hot, who's guaranteed to never age a day, you bet it's worth it. So, yeah, it continues, like, directly Wow, and this was several. This was probably a year or so after, um, you know. Yeah. It's just so that, weird that I read that. that just kind of like you yeah, know, it's just assuming just, things. You know, there's other heroes the, and shit. That's the universe. Yep. And then the, 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 the next your stupid face all the time. The next Change one. Change it. The next one, issue twenty-seven, leads directly into the fight with an Omnipotus. Uh, all the Capes guys are there, and they mentioned that too. Yep, uh, they fight Omnipotus. And then when that issue ends, in the back of that issue where they fight Omnipotus is the first ever backup for Capes. So now we're going to refer to that as Capes issue four. And it says, they even say like, oh, yesterday with that fight with Chronodile. Or no, no, with the fight with Omnipotus. He's like, we did, that was what we needed. We did did good, but granted, the Guardians were there to help. Yeah, again, talking about the fact that they need disasters to... Mm -hmm. For their day job. Like, they need, like, we've talked about this before. If there's no crime, you know what I mean? There's no need for police mm-hmm. officers or government or anything like that. So, question. Uh, Big Brain doing what he did, you know, killing s- heroes for the good of other people. That's a very Robert Kirkman thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of robot-esque. But it literally came out of nowhere. Like, it was built up in three issues, but it, it well, yeah, just it it was felt, quick. It felt like, who the fuck is this guy? It's like... Yeah. I get why. I I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think that that aspect of him being good was was written into his character. I mean, it's there. I understand mm-hmm. why you why why you thought that because it is Robert Kirkman esque. Yeah. But Rob, but Robot was written like. Oh well, yeah. Obviously, that's a I mean? hundred and ten issues of build up versus yeah. two. I mean, yeah. But I mean, it's still the the unexpected apparent good guy turns mm-hmm. on all the good guys for the greater good. It's right. that whole trope, which I thought was interesting. So, one of the Meteor Twins, uh, the Meteor Twin, I think they're calling, referring Marshall, to him as, yeah. Marshall, is now running the, uh, running the Capes Incorporated. And Super powerless. Yeah, he doesn't have powers. Right. Everyone's a little worried about him being boss. Yeah, so they have a meeting, and then he, uh, he kind of well, relates to hand, them and says his... that not much is really going to change. Um, and everyone kind of likes him as a boss. So the big things that happened in this issue, because it is mm-hmm. long. Yeah, we can just um, skim through. Yeah, so you, we find out that Marshall still has slight powers, like not as strong as he was before, but if he carries the urn and he's still close to Ed's remains, he's still kind of super powery. Mm-hmm. Um, There's more fighting with Vault. One of yeah. the one of my favorite lines was during this fight with Vault, where he said something along the lines of, um, uh, "Vault cannot be contained," or something like that. It was just a really funny remark. Like talking, he kept talking about how you can't contain a vault and vault can't be like held Mm -hmm. or something like that. And bolt was making fun of him for it. Uh, the art huge jump, by the way, in issue four. Yeah. Uh, There's, there's a big difference. I was just going to say like, yeah. Okay. So the art, this is a few years. This is a few years later. Really? Well, you got to think it's between issues six of invincible and issues 20. What did I just say? 27. So so? they brought this back after three issues. To then just do one big fourth issue there was, and finish it? That's what I've been saying. There's oh. three issues as a miniseries. That's why we went over all of their yeah. appearances. Yeah, and then in, as backups in Invincible for twenty for those issues of Invincible. Oh, so this these was all were contained. in, in these Invincible? Were all, yeah, these were all oh. broken up in pieces in the back of Invincible. So between issues 6 and 27, this is Mark Englert's change in art. Interesting. Yeah, so that's why he brought it back to wrap up the storyline that he had. So... Chronodile returns. Yep, the big they, bad. They go back into the the origin story again on, on how he originally came up, and they bring up Omni Man. Mm-hmm. Luckily, Omni Man showed up to help. Otherwise, there would have been many more casualties. We may not have made it. This was years before any hint of any of that dirty business with him murdering the guardians of the globe. Mm-hmm. So then, what proceeds is a huge all-out bloodbath with Chronodile just basically just fucking up every everyone at Capes. Um, he, what is it? He, he rips someone's head off. Oh no, the blade. He blade stabs him, <laughs> blade stabs him in the eye and he pops him. Yep. And pops his head, his head pops off. off. And uh, then he. Holly's, not Holly. Um. Yeah. Clairvoyant. Clairvoyant's husband. Oh, the old guy. Because she has gets, a husband. He gets squeezed or eaten or something like yeah. that. Oh, he gets just torn in half. Yeah. He's killed. Um, and then there's like the other guy. I think he's the guy that's on stilts. He dies too. It's kind of like a play on stilt man. Um, this is when I actually kind of liked it. This was cool. I liked seeing the fight with Conodile and all the, all the heroes using their abilities and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, on a nearby building is Ed or Marshall, whatever. One of the meteor twins holding his brother's ashes and he goes to attack him. He, it's not enough though. He gets knocked back and then he drops the urn. It's one of the grossest moments of the entire series. Well, he, he touches, he touches the ashes and he feels the power and then realizes that he needs to eat the ashes of his partner. Yeah. 
in order to gain this is full cool. power. Yeah, and he becomes actually, like like meteor master, meteor master, like, which is a cool meteor name master too. <laughs> or um, Mr. Manhattan. Yeah, exactly. So what we learn later on is that the meteor that crashed was actually containing another being, a third being, a third being, and he was divided into the two brothers, or sorry, twins, whatever. Mm-hmm. So for thirty years, this thing, this all-powerful being, which whole purpose was to become this again mm-hmm. he needed to like bond with other another being to yeah. then become so he, this he thing. became one again was being held apart by the the meteor twins which i thought was kind of ironic you yeah. know what i mean yeah uh he he destroys chronodile in an awesome way Th- this was pretty cool so he he fucks him up and then gets like tossed aside and chronodile was like oh this still isn't enough and then he flies through the back of his head and he's still talking through his mouth and his like jaws ripped apart and he's like it's still not enough and then meteor master says it's you've got a few seconds left um you know make the most of it and he flies towards him with his 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 hands hands like a generation x kind of thing (laughs) and then when he flies through him swipes his hands outward Mm -hmm. and chops the top of his head off from his mouth which was pretty badass yeah like, like, look at this art. Like, this is actually really, really good. Like, good for you. Good for you. This was pretty cool. And yeah. then it, and then, so it ends, Capes is like, oh my gosh, you know, what happened? I love how they're like, they're like, you know, oh, why, you know, now that you can help out, you're our, you're, you know, you're our new manager, essentially. You're the boss of us, you know, what would like, you, would what would you have that? us do? And he's like, no, he's like, no, I'm leaving. I have more important things like, to do. No, why would I help you? Me. Yeah, and, he's... and does it clear voice? Or somebody calls him an asshole. He's like, oh, wow, you morphed into, or knockout. She's like, so you, uh... A galactic asshole. Yeah, yeah. So So what he says, this is his big spiel. So he says, in my newly unified state, my cosmic awareness has been restored. After I arrived on this planet, my essence, my life energy, was divided amongst two hosts. My powers enabled me to become the Meteor Twins. The two of us served the planet and its people for years. Now that I am whole, my life energy is once again complete. My full powers are at my disposal. Uh, The universe is vast. More so than any of your species can comprehend, what you do, your entire civilization is insignificant. Were I to remain here, it would be a waste of my abilities. And then he says, in fact, and then he just flies off. Sounds very much like Dr. Manhattan. It does kind of. Like where he just has no need to No regard for humanity. (laughs) I like this guy. This guy is made up of brains. His name's Brain Boy. That's pretty gross. But that's (laughs) his first appearance in this. Is it? No, actually, he's in one of the issues by the water cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how one of them, one of them, it's, uh, there's two, like, kind of Batman knockoffs. One of them has, like, a, a purplish, knight. yeah, Night Knight, which is yeah. the best, the best one out of all of them. His he name has, is Night Knight? His name is Night Knight. Oh now, it's, God, like, night hilarious. as in, like, nighttime and night as in, like, a knight of the round table kind of thing. So, he has, like, armor and a moon on his chest, mm-hmm. but it's also kind of Batman-esque. So, his name's Night Knight. <laughs> So the next page we get the funeral for the blade knockoff, the old guy. Yeah, that was, clairvoyance and husband. And then the stilt man. So we have Savage Dragon, Invincible Super Patriot. and Eve. Super Patriot. You have Bulletproof, um, Brit, Rex. Robot, Monster Robot, Girl. Robot, Monster Girl, Cecil. Donald. Um, Donald is there. And then all the capes. Like Immortal. I don't know if you Immortal said. is there too, yeah. So it looks like pretty much everybody and then all the all the capes incorporated guys are at this funeral and then mark mentions that this he was is, in space he was in space he wasn't able to help he could have helped here and then he was like you can't be everywhere that's while he was fighting the sequence uh, or while he was on mars with that whole thing right. which is why he wasn't there for the 
omnipotus fight either because during those issues he was in space yeah so yeah it wraps up uh uh kid thor and um knockout are, t- are dating whatever they're living together they're now. living together yeah. um commander capitalism uh it gets visited by big brain big brain says basically that i'm going to continue to watch you because you got what you always wanted to to lead so we're assuming that he's now leading the mm-hmm. capes incorporated and that's where they leave it I want to say it's pretty much where they leave it off on. Yeah. And then there's the moment well, with... back home yeah. with his family and then gets called out with which, Captain which Cosmic is, and would, they fly off. Which is also a, a Kirkman-type thing to do where it's like like with Brit or something. Just end it on a note with him and his family. Like, every you know, day to day, back back to the grind, everything's the same. Or like everything just kind of continues on. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, that's how Invincible ended too. So on... So here's some of my superhero characters from high school. I'll admit, Brother Love is probably not very PC, um, <laughs> but that was kind of the idea. So th- these are sketches from Kirkman? from Kirkman that he did in high school. So he wrote. So Brother like, Love, you got to appreciate that yeah. a little bit, regardless of you know this being whether or not it's the, you know a, that great of a a series. Like it has some heart to it. Yeah. No, totally. And I think it's cool because this is the only time that I, I've ever seen sketches from Kirkman. Yeah. Red Devil. Yep, shows Red Devil. Blue Bolt. But no. Uh, before we talk about some other appearances by Capes, because I've got them all right here uh, in the Invincible Universe, I have a couple questions for you guys about this volume. Uh, how do you think this fits into the Invincible Universe? Capes? Yeah. What do you mean? How like, like how, how well, well? How well does this fit in the Invincible Universe? I don't think that it. I I, I don't think that it's necessary. Okay. That's another question. So is this, is it like would you recommend it to a, an Invincible fan? No. No, I, I wouldn't. TJ. No. no. Would you? Not really. I think it's cool supplemental material. Like we talked before about how like oh we probably should have read this first to get kind of like origins of Knockout and mm-hmm. Kid Thor and everything like that. But at the same time, like, I almost feel like it's better reading it last because otherwise you wouldn't care at all about at those all. characters. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you've seen Vault and Wolfman, Vault and Wolfman and Invincible and you've seen um, Machine Head and Titan and everything. Those are what kept me going through this for the mm-hmm. most part. Like knowing those characters reappear, knowing who those characters actually are. I think are I'm help. sure there are people out there that will like this and that do like it and have read it. But And like, like I said, it isn't terrible is it worse than you expected bill better than you expected or it's, it's worse what than you i expected? expected was it really yeah, it's worse than i expected it was wow. a lot worse than i expected it was a little better than i expected i had really low expectations my motivation it. to read it yours was like the little time was because we had to re-record the podcast yeah like that's i i think this compared to invincible universe and guarding the globe mm-hmm. not doesn't even compare and like, of course I, it doesn't hold a candle I to wolf i really and... enjoyed guarding the globe and Invincible Universe. Like, those ones mm-hmm. were, I think, it pivotal, is like, pivotal moments in the Invincible Universe. Like, yeah. if, if you want to get the clear, the it whole picture... It is, like, a 15-year difference between the two. Which That's is another very, thing. It's very obvious. apparent. Oh, yeah, apparent. Yeah, yeah. it's very apparent. Yeah. That was a good word, wasn't it? It was very good. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, so, next up, I want to talk about the other appearances that they've made. The next one is going to be in, I believe it was, Invincible... 34 we saw knockout and kid thor 
in that alternate oh, in the dimension. Future, yeah. This was before guarding the globe. This, so the only time we had seen you would have seen them would have been in capes. So well, wait, that timeline doesn't make any sense because no, it doesn't. That timeline was changed because Mark oh, went back. You're right. Uh, then in issue 48, when Doc Seismic is, uh, you know, what is he kidnapping everybody before uh, mm-hmm. by the magmites? Uh, and that's when he holds them all underground, and that leads um, up to issue yeah. 50. Issue 60, everybody's in issue 60. Uh, at one point, when all the different uh, invincibles from other dimensions are attacking, the capes... Oh, yeah, they're going to attack normal Mark. They, yeah, the capes think that Mark is one of them, so they go to attack him. Uh, they Yeah, that, that happens. Um, what else? Yeah, they're seen several pages in Invincible 60. Then in Invincible 61, they're seen helping... In the background. In the background with the cleanup. With the cleanup. There's one point in which uh, Powerplex is fighting uh, Mark and wants to kill him, and Commander Capitalism tells Kid Thor not to, not to, do, not to get in their way. They've got it covered. Uh, in Wolfman, Wolfman, I think it was issue... Yeah, Wolfman issue 5, they're, uh, they're seen fighting Construct. Uh, Kid Thor's there. Uh, it's funny. Kid Thor and Red Devil actually offer Wolfman a job at Capes. They give him their business card. I remember yeah. that. And he says he'd consider it. Yep. Uh, Wolfman 16. Uh, there's a. Uh, it's the moment when uh, the face breaks out of prison. This is one of the best issues of Wolfman. That, that is my favorite isn't issue. That when the Wolfman cover stakes him to yes. the ground. Okay. The cover of this issue. This entire issue it is. It was like the resolution brilliant. of everything. With... Yes, I love it. The capes, capes show up at one point. Clairvoyant, oh, Red Devil, the there's Hawaiian, guy. Hawaiian yeah. uh, Speedball, all, like all of them. They all show up. Even, uh, yeah, what's Holy his water. name? Holy water. water. They all show up and they help fight, uh, help stop the prison breakout. Uh, and that continues in issue uh, 17 with, you know, them continuing to help the cleanup and, you know, the aftermath of the prison breakout. Uh, then back to, oh no, issue 24 of Wolfman. That's when, um, Darkwing asked the, all the capes to help with the, um... The grog. Yeah, the... The, the little grogs. The little grogs. Pieces. Yep. Again, you you don't know who these characters are mm-hmm. beforehand, but now we do. Now back to Invincible, because we're going chronologically here. In issue 82, uh, uh, Rex had just come back from the Flaxon Dimension uh, Cecil puts him in charge of capes. He says they're they're at his disposal, along with the Actioneers, Wolf Corps, and so on. In '94, uh, when Monax is attacking, uh, they try to call in capes for help, but they're too busy fighting Magmites, so they can't help. Uh, then, guarding the globe, issue four is when we find out that um, Kid Thor and Knockout have joined that team. So from then on, they're officially. Part of the Guardians, yeah, they're they're out of capes. They're not capes members anymore. Uh, In Invincible Universe number two, we got the dragon fight. You know, with uh, what was his name? The old Chinese guy, Liu Cho. No, it's L. Isn't it like L U L U L I U I or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, He, uh, their capes show up to help that fight, and then Invincible Universe. Obviously, yeah. Invincible Universe 10, the wedding between Knockout and Kid Thor. There's a lot of capes references in this one. Brother Love is in there. Brain Boy is in there. Uh, uh, Holy Water is actually the one that marries them. Yeah. I uh, remember that. Oh, yeah. 
Let's see. Mostly because it's the mostly most recent thing we just... Yeah. Then, issue 112 of Invincible. I threw this in here, too, just because it's the death of Kid Thor and Knockout. Oh, my God. That's so sad now. <laughs> see, it adds a little something. Her head gets chopped off and she's crying because of Kid Thor. Yeah. Fuck Rex, dude. Yeah. What a dick. And then issue 116 is the last time we see... Uh, Capes Incorporated at all. I could all. have sworn we talked about... Weren't they like in the last issue or something? No. We mm-hmm. talked about it and... and what, when did we talk about it? Issue 116, the Maybe last time... Maybe they were was, in Guardians or something. The and last... we were talking about how, like you said, I can't. I just can't stand how they always throw in your face about how they're... On the uh, clock? On the clock. We definitely talked about it recently. I don't remember what it was. Though. I don't think it was the last issue of Invincible. Maybe it wasn't Invincible. It was something else then. Maybe. Um, in issue 116... The last, uh, time, the last appearance of Capes in Invincible, as far as I can recollect, is the funeral for Kid Thor and Knockout, which they were buried together. We can see here. Uh, and then everybody's there. There's Night Night, Bill. Yeah. There's Night Night. There's all of them. The werewolf. <laughs> uh, so it's interesting. The first issue of Invincible that Capes are in is the funeral of the Guardians of the Globe. The last issue of Invincible that Capes are in is the funeral. So they're kind of bookended by funerals. Um, I threw this one in here too. Uh, in Brit. Bill, remember this? And one of the last issues of Brit's ongoing series. Uh, that Brit from another dimension. Oh shit! Chronodial. Yeah, has a, has a stuffed chronodial in the background. In like kind of his trophy room. There's Omnipotus there. But yeah, there's Chronodile. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Lots. Wow. What? It's just crazy that those <laughs> little things would be in there, like, to, to to have written that and to be like, you know what, there should be a Chronodile in the background. Yeah. It's, just, it's impressive. It is. And those are all, those, think of all the different artists. Writers. And... I mean, yeah, there's a couple different writers in there. But ultimately, I mean, I think it j- just goes to show that, like, oh, one time in um, early Invincible Universe issues... Uh, it was actually uh, Ransom Getty that was doing the art for this issue. They were saying that they needed to hire, bring on more members. This was before they got Knockout and Kid Thor, I think. You know, where they got that second batch of mm-hmm. members for the Guardians. They were saying, like, oh, look around. And they asked the guard- They asked Invincible, and it showed them asking them. And at one point, it shows Shapesmith next to a guy. And he's like, hey, how about this guy? And they're like, no, no. Like, they just shut him down. And it was just one panel. And I had no idea who it was. I, I reached out to our friend Devin... Uh, asked him who it was. He didn't know. It was Speedball. It's the red mask with the yellow circle on his head. He's one of the capes. He's the guy that shoots balls. Oh. Yeah. So even even Ransom, like, I think it's because Ransom Getty or Tony Moore, like, they read capes. They know who those mm-hmm. characters are. They know they're in this universe. So they put in little things like that. Nate Bellegarde in um, Brit had to have known capes. He knew who the chronodial mm-hmm. was. You know? Or it's Kirkman writing it all in. And I don't know how Kirkman keeps all this stuff straight because it took me a long time to figure all that out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. That's capes. Yeah. So you feel again, like you, you look like you're overwhelmed. I don't, it's no, exhausting. No, no I it's just, like, you know what? If I don't, I, I mean, you know what? It's clearly Kirkman's early writing. I like, even if he is listening to this right now, I would tell him like, I mean, you're amazing at, at what everything that you've done, but 
yeah, I didn't care for this. I didn't really like it at all. I'm not. not, a, to, not I'm not say, scared to say that. You know what I mean? I didn't say, like it. So here's the thing. Here's the difference. Okay, so Brit Volume One was bad because the writing was bad and like it's seen. It was we disheveled. No, we kind of like Volume One. We didn't like Volume Two. Volume, volume Two was the two. messy one. Okay, whichever one was messy. Like that was yeah. bad. There, there, this was not bad writing. No. at any means, it was just. And I think it's a really cool concept. Yeah, it was I think just, it's a cool you concept. Said, you it's said just, what was bad? Brit Volume Two. Brit Volume Two. You're saying that that. This was better than I liked, Volume 2. No, I'm saying this was... Un, you, you didn't let me finish. That was bad because of the writing was actually bad. It was disheveled. It didn't make sense. This was bad because it was uninteresting. And the and the the the, the shtick of it ran out really quick. You don't yeah. think like, that is the I don't writing? think... No. I think, that, I think the shtick... No. I think the... It being uninteresting is all right. Like what based. was what was happening was like no, that's like saying that the story of it is bad. Like you can't take a story about a slug and make it interesting. You can make you can yes, try you to. Can. I like the story. <laughs> I like <Yes>, the <laughs> I liked the story that was in Cape. He's Volume. a ninja slug. Done. I liked and that last. You're interested. You're fucking interested for one issue, and then it runs out of it runs out of steam, which is what happened in Capes. I liked mm. the story of. In capes more than I like the story in Brit Volume Two because it was it was a mess and it wasn't mm -hmm. it was almost impossible to follow along. Right. Um, they did a really good job wrapping it all up in Brit Volume Three, but you know it just wasn't there and the corniness in capes just wasn't for me and it you know mm -hmm. I, I'm glad they got to wrap it up with those be, you know those you know mm -hmm. whatever you call it so back Kirk, pages of invisible yeah, Kirkman in the the intro which is like a two page you know. Mm -hmm. Him writing kind of like about capes and how it was supposed to be a sister issue to Invincible mm -hmm. to show like the big events that happened and, and different perspectives. I feel like he was trying to do too much too soon. You yeah. know what I mean? Like as opposed to establishing Invincible and those characters and slowly kind of branching off and doing things like he did with Invincible Universe, mm -hmm. which was like a thousand times better. But I just didn't feel like he bit off more than he could chew with creating this team-up book to kind of coincide in this universe that he had ideas for, yeah. but he didn't have quite a lot. done yet. You know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. why he was able to throw capes into like the bigger events. Which I liked. That, that was, I mean, right. I, I didn't need to read this in order to get who capes were and what they were because in you Invincible. Got it, because we you got, got it in right Invincible. Away. Yeah. We got, like, oh, okay, they're on the clock. Oh, I need to make yep, overtime. Got yeah, yeah, got it. This is That's kind of fun. Yeah. But that's how it works. And then seeing them thrown in. That's and how like it that. works. It's supposed to be a one one little tongue-in-cheek thing. Like, these heroes aren't doing it because they want to be here. They're doing it because they're getting paid. Cool. Move on to the next page of Invincible. What's happening. You can't create an entire comic from that because that's the shtick. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. I think that this was, like, Kirkman's first try. It wasn't, though. He, he was writing Invincible for... Almost Probably a year, a year, not year even before a year. this came out. Not even a year. No, I disagree. Six I, issues. I disagree. I think that he was writing this long. Oh, he did. He said that. Yes, he, he, he did. He, this was in his long mind. Before. Yeah. But so I think it's evident. But in as a his writing. but as a professional, he did Invincible before he did this. No. Like released no. professionally. As yes. a reader, he did Invincible before this. But as a, as he physically wrote it, he did this. Yeah, long Yeah, we don't know how Invincible. long. It's like Oblivion Song. We don't know how long he had. But I'm sure. How, how do we know how long it took Mark Englert to? You know, what I mean, like they could have been working on it back when Invincible started. So I guess so. it's one of those things that either so. way it's, it doesn't the, matter. Know, yeah. it, it, either yeah. way, yes, it does feel a little. Think you actually actually think about that, and maybe we'll talk about that on uh, the uh, the Oblivion Song podcast. But that's another thing to think about. Like now that you mention it, Ryan, is that. Um, People that read Oblivion Song now 
think because some people have said, oh, it's just, it reminds me a lot of Stranger Things, a lot, a lot of Stranger Things. He started this three years ago before Stranger Things. Hmm. So, I mean, there's different perceptions get that that are that change in yep. time. Yep. I mean, I, I, I do think that Capes was his first try and then he and, perfected it in Invincible. And Billy even said in the, in the intro, he's like, yeah, this was this this was a failure. Mm-hmm. It didn't work. So. That's it for Capes. Let's move on from Capes. Uh, I do want to mention that our previous episode, which was a kind of character study on Oliver Grayson, um, I want to give a shout out to um, Mellow the Human over on Twitter, who came up with a great name that we didn't come up with. When when talking about uh, Oliver Grayson's twins, and if they would have gone on to be heroes, it would have been cool if they would have been called the Omni Twins. Oh, yeah. That's a good name. That makes like so that. much sense. Doesn't it? They can't be anything <laughs> other than that. Exactly. And then he said Kid Omni Twins. When they oh, get older. Oh, the young Omni <laughs> twins, kid Omni twins, young Omni and, then, twins. and then Omni twins, or yeah. Omni man twins. Omni man twins. Yeah, um, I guess. Adult, omni adult, omni. The omni adults. The omni adults. Yeah, no, I think Omni <laughs> twins. Omni twins works. Um, we're gonna talk about some other stuff for a little bit before we wrap up. Uh, Bill, I saw Avengers three times. It is my favorite Marvel movie. Uh, really? Yeah. Winter Soldier. Yeah. Winter Soldier's. I mean, the Winter stakes... Soldier's number one otherwise, but. Other? No, no, no. It can't be otherwise. It has to be one or the other. Well, no. Then Winter Soldier's number two. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, wow. Yeah, really? dude, it's just it's got everything. It was so so well done. Before and Bill it, goes, it's been two weeks. I'm gonna give my opinion because I think Bill's is different than ours. But I am. I mean, if you've heard us talk before, I'm not a big fan of the Marvel movies at all. Like, I I think they're all kind of. The same, we've talked about it before, I won't get mm-hmm. into it, but not a big fan of the Marvel movies. However, I loved Avengers. I wasn't expecting to. Um, I feel like the Marvel movies um, re- either will either rely too heavily on uh, cool action scenes or on comedy. And I thought that this movie had the perfect amount of both. I thought it was very funny and it's- when it needed to be, but it wasn't just hitting you over the head with it and it and the action was very and cool. what's funny is because a theme of the movie is balance and it did it had that yeah it perfectly did. balanced as all things should be like thanos everything with thanos was awesome um one of I the mean, best villains in anything in any movie you know what i mean his whole story with gamora like everything obviously this is spoilers um, yeah, again, I guess we should say it, but any, is, there's no way somebody's listening to this not podcast. Not that we've ruined anything yet, but... There's no I way mean, that somebody's listening to this podcast that hasn't seen Avengers, but there's just a spoiler warning. Yeah, so um, everything with Gamora, everything with, you know, I don't know. Every, I felt like the worry with these types of movies, like it was with like Civil War, is are all these cameos going to feel forced? In yeah. Civil War, I thought for sure, I, in my opinion, they were. Yeah. They were forced. Dude, it's the Russo this brothers. This one did not feel, I didn't think, all I don't these think, cameos I don't think Civil did War, not feel forced at I, all. I think not Civil one War felt, this felt better than Civil War in terms of uh, the, you know, not There's cameos, no but all of them. But it still didn't feel bad. I didn't leave the theater feeling like, oh, it's like, oh, they're pushing them all into in, into it. So what do you think of Infinity War? So my original take on Infinity War was that it was, outlandishly good up until <laughs> the very end where mm-hmm. everyone quote unquote died and turned to ash to me that i didn't i didn't even i was like why like why would you even do it if we know that guardians 3 is coming out and spider-man we know, Spider-Man, we know black out, panther like, just and, made a billion dollars Strait. like yeah like why like that to me is just like it, it fell right into the comic book trope mm-hmm. of 
these characters are all going to come back. Even you said, Ryan, that it wasn't about that because Infinity or Avengers 4 could be about the original It was filmed back one. to back. Like, this, right, this is them, only half the story. Like, I would be okay with it. The only way that I'll be okay with it is if they come back almost instantly in or the first half hour of Infinity War, Volume 2, for number The reason four. why I hate that idea, it, though, is because, I, first of all, I think you're wrong. But oh, what, I didn't get to finish my thoughts. Uh, okay, so so the the real deaths to me, yeah, were the hardest hitting things I've ever yeah. watched. Like Gamora, Loki's eyes like bloodshot. Loki and slowly his neck, dying, like... and and Thor not even being able to react because he, he his mouth was like, mm-hmm. and all, all he could do was mumbled scream. Kid, oh. Whoa, 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 whoa! I know, whoa, I know. Okay, all right. Um, so Loki dying. I'm so glad. Heimdall. Fucking, Heimdall dying. I'm so fucking glad Vision died because I fucking hate him and Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch's accent was gone, by the way. I saw a lot of people mention that. I didn't catch on it, but you're uh, right. When I saw, I'm, I'm like, why is she speaking with an American accent if she's supposed yeah. to be Sokovian or whatever? And yeah. then, and but then it came back at the end of the movie. Yeah, it was it was um, a little all over the place. Uh, so Vision, and then who was the other big one that died? Gamora. 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 So Thanos, that scene. Was the best. God, scene. when he turns around and and he's crying, but the but it's not like even really it's, it's not even it's not even that he was crying, it's the scene of his face after he threw Gamora over. There was a blank, yeah. lifeless look in his eyes that was so real, that was so amazing. I I read somewhere when that... he, when 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 uh, Quill is freaking out in TJ's favorite scene, like like saying like. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me, t- tell me you're lying. Right. Tell me you're lying. He's like, he's tell like, me you no, didn't do it. And he's I like, did. I had to. Yeah. Like, ugh. So that's not my favorite. I know. Scene. I'm kidding. I that is my worst. I I fucking hate that scene more than you're supposed to hate that. Not scene. that scene, just that moment. That with moment, because yeah. like you you knew that he was going to fuck it up. Okay. And I was so I am to this to, right now. I'm like boiling. <laughs> I'm so mad at him. Like honestly, I want him to die in Guardians. I legit want him dead for right. this. I fucking want him so to die. So my favorite That's character. Such bullshit. My favorite character and my favorite storyline was Thor's. My God, can I, I'm gonna interject because I have Thor. to. You keep saying it. Chris Hemsworth has had the oh God, be- best transfer. Uh. Okay, has had the best transformation. I had always been a fan of like Thor one and Thor two, whatever. But I wasn't. Nobody liked the Thor movies, and I totally get that. I understand why people don't really like them. I always, I, I kind of like the Thor movie. It was all right. I get why people didn't like it though. Between Thor Ragnarok and then this movie, like he has made that into an awesome character. He had the loudest cheer in my theater on opening night was the moment the Stormbreaker came through the Bifrost and then he caught it and then jumped up in the air and there was like lightning everywhere and his eyes were glowing. That was, my, that that was got the biggest cheer. cheer. Yep. And the moment with him and the rabbit, you know what I mean? Just sitting there and like Rocket's like, time to be, time to be the captain. Yeah. And he's like, gives this speech about how he's lost everything and he's like, you know, well, you know, what about what, what else do I have to lose? Like that's such a he, good. He cried, oh. but in a way that wasn't lame. Like it, yeah. it was, it, and it was just so. And again, though, perfectly balanced with humor too, because Rocket's like, you know, because Thor's like, well, he's never fought me, and Rocket's like, actually, he, he you did just fight me. Well, he never fought me twice. Yeah. Like God, oh, so good. Yeah. Um, I feel like I had another really good point to make about how I felt about the movie. Oh. TJ, I know everyone hates that because they're like, oh, Peter, you couldn't, like, that could have stopped Thanos. A, no, it couldn't have because Doctor Strange see, has seen every single fucking possible future. And that, the one that they're currently on is the only one that, that yeah. could have stopped it. So Peter had to do that. A, okay. B, That's, that right there 
is the biggest cop out, and you B, just applied it. B, you're B, not even gonna touch on that. B, fuck you because you apparently you're not even gonna say it. B, that was a cop out. You've never loved anybody as much as Peter has loved Gamora because I would react the same fucking way if if I had no idea if I couldn't say goodbye to Liz and then found out that some fucking asshole that was supposed to be Liz's dad killed her and I had no way of ever seeing her again, I would have fucking reacted the same. I would have shot that motherfucker in the head. Well, you just said to me, I'm going to shoot it right back at you. You didn't like the end. But Vision saw it a million times, and he had to do it. it Dr. Th- Strange. Thanos, Thanos, Thanos. You're, you're getting your facts wrong already. Thanos had to do what he did. Even though you hated it, it had to happen. Because Dr. Strange saw it a million times. 14 million. So, what do you got to say? Nothing? I don't have to say anything. So, it had to happen. It's, if if one's a cop right. out, then the other is a cop out. Quill, right. that's that was, you can't say, oh well, P- well Peter Quill had to do that because uh, of Doctor Strange, but I hated the ending with Thanos snapping his fingers. So, like no, so why did you hate why why did why did this does that make your blood boil? I'm not saying that I hated it because of the story. I'm saying it or that they wrote that in there. I'm not blaming the Russo brothers for that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I hated it more than I was supposed to hate it. I like. Fucking, I don't like, like the, the moment. The moment I'm where it's like him. the glove is almost you off. You weren't like mad at him for well, that. You're supposed no, to. You're gonna, like it's it's you're supposed, supposed to, be, to be mad at him, but I it's was supposed like to be disappointing. Boiling. Right, but I totally relate. I could relate. To yeah, it. no, like, I yeah, I see both sides of what you guys are talking about. It is that, it, that it, was not my least favorite part me, of the movie. To me, not in any way. To me, that was realistic. I can accept the fact that he did that. He is a loose cannon. He's always been a loose cannon. That is his character. And it doesn't matter. Like, he he went, he turned red. Like, he saw red. I'm sorry. He saw red. He just started punching him. He didn't care at that point. He lost mm-hmm. someone. And, yeah, you're supposed to hate that moment because it literally shows. It cuts to the glove almost being off. Spider-Man's got it. And it's like, yeah, it sucks. Other things that, I, that I, I'm oh excited to see again is knowing that... You have quite an opinion about this movie. Yeah. Well, I've only seen it once, so I, I have a lot... Like of yeah. unfinished, like you know, thoughts. The fact that Cap and Iron Man aren't even in it together. Yeah, like, they didn't see each other. Yeah, at I time. like which I, is like I, yeah, fe- no, I felt I like, like as the movie was almost ending, I should have been like, "There's that's no way either of them movie. should have or could have died because they need to be in the next one." But but also that's what makes it a good movie. Thinking because the whole time you're, you're I wasn't thinking at all. Wait, when are Iron Man and Cap going to meet up? I didn't think that at all because the story was so well written, even though there were so many parts and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's my my take on Infinity War. Yeah, uh, I think that the ending, uh, ev- I don't believe that you're right about it being um, that they're all just gonna come back. So you think Black Panther could be dead? I don't believe. No, I'm not saying that they all are dead, but I don't think that it was a total cop out for them to do what they did. Uh, I I. I believe that there's going to be consequences for it, is what I'm saying. You think that, oh, they're all just going to come no, back I and think... I'm going to hit... If they all came back... if Tell you what. If they do all come back like you think they're going to come back, then I'll agree with you. I guarantee that doesn't happen. I don't think that they're all... I think anybody who died before the Infinity Gauntlet snap... Nope, I'm talking specifically Infinity Gauntlet. I bet there will be some kind of consequence for that. Okay. Of course, yeah. Okay, that, so who... be, of course they're not just going to reappear in the next movie. I think it's all going to be about... The sacrifice it'll take to All, get them right. back. I agree. Yeah. With, yeah. I I agree with you about the of course, but I think that Bill saying that he hated it because he thought that it's all just going to be undone. Do you still agree with that? It's all just going to be undone, and it is what it is. Yeah, I think that everybody who who died, via or, or no longer exists, their their souls are trapped in the Infinity Stone, which we kind of all know, right? That's why Gamora yeah. is there. Yeah. The Russo brothers even confirmed that's Gamora's soul in yeah. the Infinity Stone. I think. That there will be sacrifices in for 
Iron Man will die, Cap will die to bring these people back, but every single person who died because of the snap will come back. Like, this is a universe. This is, I mean, even on a smaller scale, this is Earth with 50% of its population gone. This is not, it has to be reversed. It's all about how it's going to be reversed and what's going to happen in order to do it. Right. That's awesome. Right. That's fine. But but I but I don't think for a minute that that any all of the guardians are coming back. I think even yes. Gamora. Yeah. Because she died her she's yep. in the Infinity Stone. Um I think Loki Vision, and them are dead. Vision's yeah, but I think Vision will even come back. I don't so, I think Vision so will be dead. You think that Cap and Iron Man are going to sacrifice themselves? To bring all of those people back, wouldn't yeah. it have to be a 50-50 trade? No, we don't know the science or yeah, that's what I it. mean. It, there's going to be some kind of consequence. It's not going to be just those two. I'll trade you, me and him, for like everybody. So else. who are all the people that that were that were turned to ash? Oh, it's it's all the new characters other than the original six, essentially. Mm-hmm. They're all coming and back. Th- so which one of those people do you think Nebula. aren't going to come back? Do you think Drax could could stay dead? I certainly don't. Groot. So do you think fit, I'm I'm talking about the world, the people you don't know? Oh, I don't people, care about them. They're yeah, expendable. They're fit, you think that Iron Man is going to sacrifice all of those people to save all no. the other people? I think no. 100%. Well, where's the, the train? disintegrated people will be back because it's they're gonna they're gonna do something to time. They're gonna something's gonna change all of that, and it's gonna be another issue. That's gonna be that's not gonna be a big issue because there's going to be a bigger issue that I agree comes that I Thanos agree could, that Thanos could still kill people like he's still a strong and it even said Thanos will return in Avengers four. Well, yeah, of course, but I don't think that um, I I I agree that Cap and Iron Man are not gonna be are not gonna make it past the next Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the reason for that is going to be them sacrificing themselves to bring other people back. I do. I don't believe that. You, at all. So you think Thanos will just like snap one of their necks or something like that in the in the battle to get them back? You're saying that that all of the the remaining heroes mm-hmm. are going to sacrifice themselves to bring everybody. No, not back. all of them. Not all of them. I'm saying the people that like Captain and Iron Man. Though you know for a fact, but they, you you know that Thanos don't care. Who died? Right? Doesn't doesn't. It care. was all random. It was all random. Right. He doesn't mm-hmm. care. It just right. I mean, 50. he cares. He does. So care. so. With that being said, no life is more like bigger to Thanos than anybody else. So it's not like uh, Iron Man's going to be like, or or all the heroes that that live, just the heroes are going to be like, we'll sacrifice ourselves for the other fifty. I'm not saying that they're going to be like, oh, in order to save everyone, we have to jump in this boiling pot of of whatever and sacrifice ourselves. I'm saying that in the midst of trying to get them back, they will die. You said that I said that they're not going to make it past. You said that they're going to sacrifice themselves in order to it's get the them same back. Same thing. Same thing. No. Yeah. Look at this picture. They die. They just, die in the wake. Devin just sent me a picture. He said, "This is taller than I am." He got an Oblivion song poster. I have that. Huge. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah, I have it off. All right. Off uh, so Infinity other, War. other than that, the we're done. Loved Infinity War. Yep. Uh, everybody has seen it, and I'm a, I'm gonna try and see it a fourth time. You gonna see it again in theaters? I'm gonna see it again. I want to see it again. Yeah, I definitely want to. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up. Go play God of War. It's one of my favorite games of all time. It's perfect. And Bill and I have a bet that will be. I think next week we're gonna find out the results of it. What? Uh, that. Deadpool 2 will have a higher rating than oh. Avengers on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, I agree. I, well, I still think. I still you think. feel very strongly about I think that. Avengers will have a higher rating. Uh, we'll talk more about, like, if we get a chance at the end of next episode, if we want to talk more Westworld or any comic books or anything like that. Bill, you got to catch up on season two of Westworld. 
Uh, that new Venom comic came out today. I really want to read that. The Ryan Stegman one, TJ. Yep. Uh, the uh, Donny Cates one. That's supposed to be awesome. Um, I didn't pick that up yet. Uh, I need to catch up on Walking Dead. I'm a couple issues behind. Have you read any of that? Book? I have not read any Walking since Dead. That, since the New World Order. Since section. any of the stuff that we had talked about. Uh, I want you to catch up on that because it's actually really good. Uh, next episode is going to be Super Fight Round 2. Again, like I said, write in with some suggestions or um, characters or anything you want to make sure we talk about. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you've made it this far, I appreciate it. Uh, you can write to us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com to be a part of the show. Uh, thank you, TJ. Thank you, Bill. And also tune in for the Oblivion Song podcast, which will come out Which today. is available right now if you're listening to right. this. Go Same get one. it. Thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 Okay, love you, bye. Be safe, have fun. <laughs> <laughs>